Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley Oop, the fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on SoundCloud and all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah! Trap Chat Alley Oop season number four. I have Mikey Charlie and alongside me as always. Yes, that's me. I am Alyssa and it's episode 16. Maybe it's even 17. Yeah, we our numbers are off. I think it's 17 actually now that I think about it. And you know what? 17 this season? Four seasons? Four seasons in, man. You're looking at, you know, 60 episodes here. We're looking at pre-championship into the championship season, the championship era that we are currently enjoying. I was thinking about this the other day. Doesn't it feel really, 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 really good not to lose? It's not to, to not to lose, but no, no. But like, I was watching the Leafs lose to the Zamboni driver, <laughs> and I just couldn't help but be thankful for what we get to see as Raptor fans. That's the thing, man. It truly, is a privilege. Um, I, I don't think too many of us are taking it for granted. Get well, at least the ones who are, who are OGs who have been through the thinnest of the thin of Raptors franchise history, you know. So, I listen, I watched that, 16 wins, not taking it lightly. 16 wins, so I and we we went, we also went on a streak of, of oh, jeez, I never even thought about that. We almost had that in a whole wow, in a one, in one, wow, in one month almost, a month and a bit, basically, crazy. So we got a show for you. We're going to run that back a bit. We'll talk about the games just passed. You know, we'll talk about that game in Milwaukee, or with Milwaukee yesterday. And Phoenix and in Indiana. Yeah, well. but I, we're going to spend some time on that Milwaukee. We'll have some hey, stuff to Indiana talk about. Indiana win was also quite oh, but, amazing. Uh, but, like, monumental, yes. Yes. But the game itself was kind of whack. Well, that's why it was, it was, it was whack in, in a way that was monumental. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then we'll we'll tee up what's coming up next week. Then we'll get into a new segment that we've never done before. We're, we're, we've been holding it, it yeah. back in the bag. We had it in the uh, the back seat in the back. And it's still not. We're gonna, not going to roll it out fully this time. But we're we're, we're going to introduce you to it. It's called Jacket Up. We're, we're going to flash it like how Nick Nurse flashed uh, Matt Thomas uh, last night. During uh, or the other night versus the Bucks, and, uh, it's gonna flash it. I'm not gonna give it the full run, just a little flash. And I and I think my my man Mikey Charlie came out with the best theme song for Matt Thomas. We'll talk yeah, a bit about maybe, that too. There, yeah, there's a relation to it with Matt Thomas and a few other of the Raptors. All right, we'll, we'll talk a bit about that too. Um, and we'll talk fantasy because I think I might actually be winning. Wow, what? You're winning? I think so. My guys are half healthy. I only got four guys injured, so four is better than seven, right? Like, I mean... That's almost... Twice, almost twice. That's that's good. Anyway, we'll get into it. Let's go, man. 
This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Ciao. That's right. Hashtag TCAO. Run that back. Run that back. You got to run that back. Run it back. All right, run it back. Yeah. All right, so we're going to run it back. Three games. Starting against Phoenix. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, there's not much to be said about that game, really. It's, it's Phoenix Suns. It was the first game back after the All-Star break. We, we talked last week that it was probably going to be a, a walk in the park. And, and it was. And it kind of was, man. 118 to 101 was the final score. The Raptors never trailed after pretty much the first half of the first quarter. So... I mean, and I, I always say that, you know, the first quarter and going a bit into the second quarter, it's feel-out time in the beginning, you know? The championship teams don't always don't always come out and blow out teams from the beginning to end. And I think it's kind of Nick Nurse's staple. Like, I, it's something I actually don't, don't mind from him. He takes the first little while just to feel out and get, you know, a strategy going as to how he wants game to be played uh, and then from there like most games the Raptors excel through the second and third quarter sometimes they have a little drop off at the beginning of the fourth they usually pick it back up yeah, that always is the scoring that we always talk about yeah but to your point Nick Nurse is the best counter puncher in the NBA oh yeah and you're, what you're saying is like you know he reads what happens in the game and he and he reacts and changes be, you know he's very fluid with both yeah. his offense and his defense yeah. um, to fit each situation. Yeah, and I think you even saw that actually in the playoffs last season. Absolutely, on a, on a longer form in terms Absolutely. of a series. Milwaukee, series. man, you watched it. All through the first three series, if you think about it, even the, the Magic series, they lost the first game, they won the next four. The Philly series it was a back and forth affair, but that ultimately, the, obviously, they won in the end. Yeah. Milwaukee, as you said, they're down. 2 and they won the next four games. So I think on not only on a game basis, but even on a in, the, in terms of playoffs on a series basis, the first game or two, Nick nurses Nurk, he uses it as feel out games, and then from there he really builds a strategy keyed in on the opponent. It definitely seems like that. And stay on Nick Nurse. You know he's the most winningest. Yes, coach congratulations in NBA history. That that's crazy when I read the stat because remember what you know the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Steve what Kerr. You know what their record was. Steve Kerr. Yes, yeah, since Steve Kerr took over, I think they immediately won a championship. A lot like Nick Nurse uh, last season. Yeah, but but they went on that that you know, yeah, historic, historic run. You know, and, uh, seventy ten one and nine three and nine. Three and nine. Yeah. Seventy three and nine. Seventy three and nine. Yeah. So. And then lost. Yeah, which ultimately. honestly, that's why people don't remember that season because yeah, you have to win, man. Because he didn't win the title. That's like that's like making all some fancy dribble moves and behind the back around three people just blow the lamp. Like you have to finish the lamp for the highlights to really count. Like your man Patrick McCaw. Yeah, yeah or like T.J. Ford back in the day. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, on to. The Indiana game, which again was monumental in the now, fact here's the thing. that it was so ugly. Here's the thing with this game. I really got blown out of the water on how it. You were not the only one that got I, blown out of the water. <laughs> Touche. Um, but I'm saying I was shocked how bad Indiana played. 
like the rap, listen, hand it, hand it to the rappers. They ended up with a 46 point win. They never trailed in this game. And if you look at the actual game flow, like it's pretty much an uphill. It's like a mountain. It looks like a mountain. So Indiana, what happened guys? Like, I, I want to say it's all Raptors here, but it's not. But yeah, it's not. It's, it's funny. They they seem to be discombobulated since um, trying to work Victor Oladipo. Yeah, but, o, but Oladipo I know wasn't, wasn't even there. I, I know he wasn't there. And it's, it's mind-boggling because I don't think there's any chemistry issues as far as I can tell. It doesn't look the, like the personnel, it. doesn't look like but it. But they, they just seem to have trouble some, or some sort of... Something's happening in, in incorporating him back in the lineup. They haven't won much at all over the last little while. And actually, to be honest, it might even be extending before he came back because I think they started that losing, losing streak. streak. Yeah. Um, Not a losing streak, but that group of losing from a little bit before he even returned. That being said, we, you know, two weeks ago, before just before the All-Star break, we were talking about how we wouldn't want, you know, people wouldn't want to play Indiana because how good they were playing, right? Yeah. And that being said, I do want to say that I still wouldn't want to be a team in the Eastern Conference uh, first round playing the Indiana yeah. well, Pacers. As an aside, the uh, the Miami Heat, they're actually struggling since they made that trade to uh, acquire Iguodala. Iguodala. They've lost like a whole bunch of games. Yep. And they fall in the standings. And also Philadelphia, they're going through injury problems a lot like your fantasy team. And they're falling in the standings. So all three of these teams that were the middle of the pack, they're now falling off. That being said, Boston's been playing out of this world, and Jason Tatum is yep. arguably in the MVP discussion now. Well, I don't know about that. Is there anybody? That, in, mm -hmm. my, in my opinion, there's only one person in the MVP discussion. Yeah, it is. Okay. Everybody else is after that, including LeBron. Including LeBron. LeBron's numbers are the best they've been They're since, good. like, 2016 or something. They're good, but Giannis, what he's doing is just, that's a whole other level, man. He doesn't have AD beside him. Uh, that's fair, but he has Middleton. Middleton was the, the star. Ah! Middleton was the star against Toronto. Okay, so he has a game here and there. He's, a, he's an all-star, dude. He's an all-star. He's an all-star. I'm just saying he's not an AD level all-star. Uh, he's not a superstar. All right, that's exactly. fair. But Giannis doesn't need a superstar. That's my point. That's my point. That's but why. But LeBron hasn't needed a superstar in his whole career. Uh, to win a championship, yeah. Oh, uh, you're gonna argue, you're gonna argue Kyrie was a superstar. at that time, yeah. Even even all now he's considered all stars a superstar. So, but regardless though, um, um, I don't know. Fine, uh, I'll give you this one. Yeah, let's, and let's talk about Giannis because the Raptors face off. Against Hold on, but let's. Do, uh, we're not finished with the Indiana game. So this not? was a monumental win because. Oh yes, we. I guess we didn't actually mention this was the. Franchise, <laughs> the franchise record. This guy's throwing his phone <laughs> everywhere. Basically, it was a franchise, franchise record. record in differential and point differential. Yes. 46 points at the end of the game. The largest win ever by the Raptors in franchise history. That's 46 nuts. points. That's crazy, brother. Like. That's a lot of points. No, man. Uh, you almost lost by 50. That's what I'm saying. Indiana, you got yeah. some explaining to do because. Yeah. I, like, I, no offense, but as good as our Raptors played, 
They weren't yeah, a fifty. They weren't fifty point good. But this game actually in the first half did remind, uh, remind me a lot of like of the game the Raptors played versus the Jazz when they blew them out of the water, especially in the first half. The difference in this game is the Raptors continued that intensity through the second half. It didn't end. Yeah, they they kind of like even at the last possession they just played hard. If the Raptors play like that. There's no team in the NBA that can beat us. When they're at full strength. Full strength, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, which which now we can lead into the Milwaukee game. Still down Powell. Still down Gasol. Still down McCaw again, however wow. many times he's been down. And yeah. and there's one other one. There was somebody else too, no? I don't know. Hernandez? It was Hernandez. It might have been just Hernandez, yeah. Just. <laughs> well, wait, he, yeah, does, I know, he doesn't I know, play, I know. right? I know, I know. So there was a guy that did play in the end of that Indiana game that I didn't even know who he was. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about because I, I looked at the roster actually like a few weeks ago. And, and I wish I could remember off the top of my head, Patrick something. I will. Patrick. I will something. get you. Um. But anyway, it Watson. Was Watson. Paul, I think Paul Watson. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I was thinking Patrick something, but Watson. I think you're right. Yes. That was the last name. Who is he? He's a Raptor. <laughs> no, really. Since Toronto Raptors. Since when? Since uh, when they waved, they waved somebody earlier in the season. And uh, yeah, Paul Watson appeared. So I don't even know what to say. <laughs> hey, he got, he got, he got some gameplay. Yo, yeah, he actually, the, the reason I recognize he got in the mix somewhere, so I heard his name, and I was like, what? Who, who's that? <laughs> yep. So, shout out to Paul Watson, man. Got some PT on the big squad. Anyway. Three minutes. I'm not, uh, I'm, assist, I'm just down. messing with you, brother. Honestly, congrats. It's good and to, a block. Good is that a block? Yeah, well, that's what it was. It was a block that I that was got in the Plus mix. Plus four, man. Plus four. Yo, shout out to Mr. Watson. <laughs> Yeah. All right, now to the Memphis game. The, the Memphis, the Milwaukee game. Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Raptors, and the Bucks face off number one and number two in the East. The best two teams in the East. And one in three in the NBA. One in three in the NBA, yeah. Um, LA yes. was four, I think, at the point. I, they might not have been now because we lost. LA, what? LA. Lakers. The Lakers, the Lakers are, are number two. Yeah. Raptors are number three, and then it's, I think Denver. It might be Denver, yeah. Denver are number three. Still like that, and I guess Boston and Denver are probably tied now. Probably tied now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. But top four in the NBA. Yeah. Two squads again, as you said, the Raptors down Gasol, Powell, uh, McCaw, Hernandez. Doesn't matter though. Raptors actually played very well in the first half. Very well. They were up 12 points, man. Yeah, up until the last two minutes of the first half, where they the collapse began. They just couldn't close out that quarter, second quarter. Nah, they stopped. Jack talked a bit about it on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. They they make you hit jump shots, and they just went cold a little bit. Well, that, but also they were just, uh, their execution was poor. They weren't, you could see they weren't focused in. I don't know, they started drifting towards halftime or, or what. Their focus wasn't there. They got a little bit sloppy. The defense uh, got a little bit loose. And they, you know, they were containing Milton up until that point, but then he started getting loose in the last two minutes. I mean, even he had a couple of threes. He could have hit a couple yeah. threes. Tetsukupo like... even got a few extra points uh, in those last two minutes, whereas the Raptors, for the most part of the first half, contained those two guys. Um, 
Giannis really didn't have the greatest game. He had like 15 and 15 or something like that. He killed us on the by, boards. Yeah, by his by his means. But but I, he didn't have 30 points. And I do want to say though, you know, your your point, our weaknesses on the rebounding side were yep. glaring in this game. Yep. Without Gasol, yep. it was really apparent that the Raptors are too small. Unless they go small, and then they got to run them out the gym. And that's when you burst out like Powell, yeah, Powell and, and, and even McCaw in, in well, this situation. Exactly. Like and and they did it for a bit with Matt Thomas came in yes, and a couple see, couple the threes. X Factor. Let me I'm gonna say it right now. If the Raptors and Bucks meet in the uh playoffs, Matt Thomas is gonna be the X Factor. Well, given, given the Raptors how right a, now he's I think he's shooting the best three point percentage in the NBA. Yeah, but but even well, I, I was watching the American broadcast and what they kept harping on is the only way to meet to beat the Bucks is to shoot from the perimeter because their defense is packed in so tightly yep. and they prefer to give up the perimeter shot rather than the in. For sure, I agree. That Jack was saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So Matt Thompson is a perfect X factor in this case, especially if you have a passing big man like Marcus All healthy. Yep. And then also if you have a Norman Powell who cut to goes the basket. Inside and he shoots and he goes to the basket. And then you have Terrence so Davis. Powell is that does is, the same thing. He's a Raptor. Is a Bucks killer. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. Exactly. Don't forget that. So uh, the Raptors have the pieces and they have the coach to execute it. So that's why. It's funny as it seems, even though the Raptors lost, I don't know if you mentioned this uh, uh, yet, but the Raptors didn't. We, we lost, and we lost by 11, I think. It was. Yeah, you know, I mean, the score wasn't indicative of what happened. 108-97, but despite that, I saw enough in this game, plus putting in the factors of uh, Gasol and Powell, that I am confident that the Raptors will do fine against the Bucks. At least give them the run for the money. I feel. But I would say even prevail in the playoffs. I feel like after watching that game, I feel like we have the pieces to beat that team. Yeah. And I feel like it's got to be a flawless game. We got to play like you know, like we did against Indiana. But I'm telling you right now, we play like that. I think. Oh, we need to play them. like like we played the Bucks the last four games of uh, last year. Last season. But all right, but, and let's. Let's say quickly shout out to Ananobi who's played really well in the last couple weeks. Yep. Um, you might not see everything on the stat sheet, but he's he's started to look like the Ananobi we were hoping for. Yeah. Let him get his three point shot a little better, and yes. and then honestly we might not have anything to ask for. You know what I mean? And he well he could be another X factor in any series in the playoffs as well. So he's gonna be my X factor. Remember he he never even played in last year's playoffs, so I feel like for him. I think he's going to be extra special and extra... He'll be extra hungry to perform in these playoffs. I think so, too. So, we will see what happens. Yeah, the Raptors did lose this game, but... Yeah, man. My confidence is actually somehow strengthened. I don't... Yeah, after watching that game, even though we lost, I actually feel more comfortable than I did before the game. Yeah. And we face them two more times. I was going to say, and I look forward to the next back-to-back. We play them at the end of the season, Yeah, towards the end of the season. I have a funny feeling Milwaukee might be sitting some guys at that point. Yeah, and right now, not playing them hard for sure. You know, we'll see. But, because it won't really matter, probably. Not for them. For them, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that that was our week past. And 2-1, and one, we, we lost to the best team in the NBA. We lost shorthanded. And I'm not trying to make excuses because we've won shorthanded too. I mean, the refs but, were questionable too, but listen, I'm not even using that as an excuse. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the refs. We'll talk after about the refs break. in the overall, yeah, oh, the overall after fashion. the break. 
because they, they have been atrocious again. And we'll, we would do what the ref, but actually we'll talk a little bit more about it. But I, yeah. I, I feel like we should discuss it. Yeah. All right, you can find us anywhere that you can find a, a, a podcast. Hashtag TCAO. My name is Illicit. I am Mikey Charlie. This is Mikey Charlie. And uh, yeah, you can find it on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, Spotify Anchor.fm slash TCAO. Basically anywhere. You can also find it on Illicit Sound and... Also, this season has been on Say Radio, The Voice of Seneca College. All right, we'll be right back, all right? Trap Chat Alley-Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. I think there's like three or four songs of jump in that little intro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a common theme in a lot of uh, a lot of music, pop music we'll say. Jump. jump. It's pretty good. And I'm sure there's other songs we could have put in there too. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, What's going on this week? I know we play tomorrow, right? We do play tomorrow, and we do play the Seletonets. I don't know why I said it like that. There you have nothing to do with French. Yeah, that's Although, they, funny enough, the last time the Raptors played them, I was watching my bootleg feed, and they're having some sort of like French night going on there. Creole. Weird. Yeah, so I don't know. Some weird. It's like that everything was French. Well, but that's because New Orleans is, is you know. Well, it's not New Orleans. Though. It's Charlotte. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's it's a North, global North, game. Hold on, but but it's North Carolina's right there, right? And and basically that side of of the United States, um, a lot of Haitian slaves, mm-hmm. um, when when they achieved their freedom, went north yeah. and went into to the United States there. Mm-hmm. So there's a very very big um, Creole population that speaks mm-hmm. French yeah. in that area. That's probably why they did it. Maybe. But hey, regardless, I'm glad they're embracing the heritage. Cultures. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age where that seems to be crumbling for absolutely. whatever reason. No, absolutely. But uh, hey, it's an international global game. I love it. Yeah, me too, man. All right. So, hey, I yes. watch games in Haiti. <laughs> yeah. I-, I hope everyone's watching the Raptors around the world. All right. So, Upcoming game, as you said, Charlotte, the Hornets, they are not really saying much right now. I mean, they're not in the playoff. I forgot they picture. were an NBA team. <laughs> Man, that's, that's cool. I mean, I don't know. They haven't been good in so long, my friend. Yeah. It's been a while. And, well, I mean, just looking at the Eastern Conference, like, that whole conference, it's like a tale of two conferences. There's like... The top six teams, and I guess there's a little bit of middle ground where you see uh, the Nets and the uh, Magic. They're kind of in like a limbo stage, but they're in the playoffs still. And then there's everybody else. That's the Knicks, the Hornets, the Hawks, the Pistons, the Cavs. I'm sure missing a lot of bad teams at the end of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we used to be there way back when, back in the days. Not, not any longer. No, man. I remember those days. Those are sad days. 
Those are days I, I don't want to remember those days, but I do. That just makes me appreciate more of what we're going through now, you know? Every time I look at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings, it's always like a different team. And it seems like the team that finally won like two of their last six games, like they, they move up three, three games <laughs> in standing, three teams. That goes to show you how bad those teams are. Yeah. So after the Hornets... Uh, it gets difficult. Yeah, so the Hornets... Unfortunately, is our last uh, home, home game. game for a month or something. No, not for a month. But See, it's gonna feel all, like that. it's like almost two weeks. Yeah. Because after that, the Raptors will be playing Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City. Man, that's gonna be a tough one. Although Denver hasn't been playing the greatest of basketball, but they're still the Denver Nuggets. Um, Any idea if we get Powell back by then? We should. Uh, he's he's cleared he, for practice. I bet by then we, he's back. I don't, I don't know if they'll rush him back for that game. It would be nice to have him. But I would suspect that sometime next week. We'll next, next week. Yeah. And it'll be good for my fantasy team, too. But uh, after that, on Tuesday, it will be the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, they're out there this past Phoenix this past week. Um, I think, again, even in Phoenix, we should be able to yeah. beat that team. I mean, that's, that's no doubt. I mean, Raptors just have to actually go out and execute. So that shouldn't be a problem. And then on Thursday, although we're probably going to have a, a podcast a show before, before then, yeah. but we will be facing the Golden State Warriors, which also should be... So, you know, I didn't realize... I, I, I realized that we were on a, a West Coast road trip, but I didn't realize the teams aren't that good. Yeah. So the next week isn't actually that difficult. Well, after, after Denver, but just the fact of being on the road. Yeah. The Denver game is our is the one where you know we're circling. Yeah, and um, this this is in the midst of a five game road swing. Yeah, um, I know Curry's coming back sometime soon. I don't know if it's this weekend. Yeah, they were talking. Yeah, weekend. they were talking Sunday, but I think it's been pushed back. Yeah, probably for for the Raptors. <laughs> Makes sense. To, he would want to do that. Would you? Try to get revenge. You were him when you want to do that. Looking for revenge, but I I don't know if he'll get it. Though. No offense, it's not happening. Yeah. I like the I like put, the Wiggins move though. We're gonna put Van Vliet back on him again. It's over. <laughs> the Wiggins move was good for them. It's gonna revive Wiggins' career. You know, Kerr was saying Wiggins has been so underrated for the past few years, or overrated that or he's been underrated the past few years. You know, because they keep saying he's overrated. Yeah. That now people just forgot how good he is. Yeah. And it's gonna be like you know a, a wake up call when. When their team gets back and he fits their system, which I think is going to happen. I hope so. I mean, for Wiggins' sake, I, ho- I hope he manages to turn it around. You know, he was the second uh, ever Canadian number one draft pick. <laughs> do we do it behind? Do we really? Do we really have to count Anthony Bennett as the number one pick? Well, he was number one pick the year before Wiggins, and well, did, enough said did, on that. How did Cleveland really screw that up? I don't know. I don't blame. Well, I mean, they. they I don't blame Ben. They had LeBron, so they decided it doesn't even matter who we draft. You know, they drafted anybody. Could you imagine though? Like again, same thing as Wiggins would have fit next to LeBron James beautifully. Yeah, he would have. But I mean, that's it's funny how like LeBron was coming in the same time they had drafted Wiggins, yeah. and they're like, nah, we're gonna ship him out. Crazy, no? Yeah. But that's how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, so... So I think this this week, 
is definitely a 2-1 week. I think it can be a 3-0. I'm going, I'm saying 3-0. How, how close do you think the Denver game is going to be? I think it will be pretty close. But I think the Raptors will pull it out. Within two possessions. Two possessions, then? Yeah. I called, you know, this Milwaukee game that just passed. I was looking for Van Vliet to have a good game, and he didn't on his birthday, Frederico. Yeah. Um, well, who knew had an even worse game? We should have talked about this. Ibaka. Ibaka. Who, the thing is that Ibaka's been playing so good. So good that this was, season. That was the worst so the worst good. game Ibaka played all year. Easily. Easily. I think it was two for 14. He was, he was completely out of sync. Like, it looked like almost he didn't know how to dribble. Like, you know those games where you just, like, it happens to every player at some point. Well, Nick Nurse was saying after the game something to the effect of, you know, he's been playing so out of this world the whole year. He was bound to have one of these games. Unfortunately, it was that game. Yeah. Oh, but it wasn't just him. Lowry played, like, shot like crap. Yeah. And as you said, Van Vliet. Van Vliet played uh, like crap. So between those three, yeah. you know, actually our bench did well, but it was just they, they didn't. It was the starters that just yeah. didn't get off the, you know, the bench. Yeah, even even Ananobi and Siakam, who played, I guess, passable, but they didn't play elite. Yeah, yeah and Siakam, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but it definitely needs to be talked, especially coming up here now against a game like Denver, where you're you're going up against um, Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. So once you, he's going to get fouled. Yeah. You know, and you got to hit your free throws, man. Free throws, man. Free throws. Siakam, so frustrating. Siakam is, is one of the best shooters in the NBA. There's no excuse for him to miss as many free and throws. And he's a good free throw does. shooter, but lately. No, he's not. He's yes. not. Brother, he's, no, he, okay. he's been, right. he's been you good. Know, his, I, his, number, his numbers might tell you they're good, he's good, but he's not clutch. When the game is on the line okay, okay. And, he's, yes. and he's standing there to shoot a free throw, I remember last year, I think it was against Milwaukee, and he missed one, and I was like, man. And if you're the star with the ball in your hands down the stretch, yeah. the number one thing is you must hit your free throw. No, I, I agree with what you said there. I'm saying statistically on an overall perspective, he's a good free throw shooter. But as you said, in those pressure situations, he's kind of shaky. He's not... He doesn't exude the confidence that you would want. And I, some, that's something you can still improve on, you know? No, no, absolutely. As time goes I, on, I, but... It's also it's it's part definitely of becoming concerning. the man. It's definitely concerning in terms of, from that perspective, as you're saying, becoming the man. Like, he's going to have the ball down the stretch, you know, eight out of ten times. Yeah. He's got to be able to hit 80% of his three yeah. throws, at least. Yeah. Which is his normal clip. He shoots around 75, 80%. No, 75 is not enough, man. I'm just saying. got to be 80 and above. At least 80. It's, it's probably 75 because he misses those ones. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, he needs to just get that extra focus and hit those shots, man. And I want to... also, s- just in general, rebounding. Man. Yeah, man. Rebounding. He, he needs to play big sometimes. I was going to say, go to the hoop and be big. Like, against Milwaukee, he looks scared against Giannis sometimes, man. And I don't want to see that. There's no need. He's faster than Giannis. And at the end of the day, like... Pascal is one of the best two-way players in the NBA, arguably the best right now. And unless you want to put LeBron in that league. And and Giannis, to me, I you watch him play. I don't think he's the greatest defender. He's a good help defender, but I think Pascal on the ball is better. And and I just you don't see it because every time they play each other, it looks timid and scared against Giannis. 
But if Pascal, you know, starts to or wants to take that next step yeah. in the playoffs, he needs to to wipe out all that fear and understand he is the best two play two way player in the NBA. And there's nobody in the NBA that can stop that little spin move he has. Yeah, nobody, and, not Giannis or anybody else. And I think Marc Gasol's presence will actually help him out in that situation. I well, because it can take away some of the the big pressure. Exactly. Like he can bang with exactly. Giannis and bigger guys, so Siakam isn't drained by the end of the game. Yeah. Problem is, I want Siakam is athletic enough to be able to be bouncing up. Two, three jumps should be a normal thing for him. And and guys like Giannis shouldn't need to do that because of the type of player they are. He's big, takes up a lot of space, and he's crafty around the bucket where where Siakam is athletic and and very uh what's the word I'm looking for? Precise. Like yeah. You see when he's dialed in, he knows what he's going to do. I want to see, sometimes I don't want to see that precise. I want to see creativity mm-hmm. and let him be more fluid because he's so athletic. Guys like Carter used to be perfect for that. Yep. They would let the play come to them yep. because they could out-jump everybody in the building. Yep. And Siakam is similar. He can out-run and out-jump. He should be on his third jump by the time guys like Giannis are on yep. their first. And I want to see Pascal take that next step in the next yeah. couple of weeks. And well, as you as you're saying that, uh, nurses one of the nurses' main things uh, along the stretch of the the back stretch of the season, he wants to develop Pascal Siakam for the playoffs in terms of being the man and getting all those touches and being the focal point. So uh, nurse said he's going to be running like a lot of offense, like Fair heavier man. amounts than we've seen so far this season in the last uh, stretch of the season. Well, it's going to be Because, you know, that's what Kawhi Leonard um, brought to the Raptors last year in the playoffs. We talked about this. It's when they needed a bucket. Yeah. They needed a bucket. He was the go-to guy. He was guy. the guy. The go-to guy. They needed a stop. He was, he was the, the go-to guy. guy. We don't have him anymore. So it's, it's a got committee to be, thing. Yeah, well, and, and there's, listen, you can win like that. So just, but you got to be committed, mm-hmm. and that means you got to jump three times to their one. Yep. You have to. Yep. You have to dive on loose balls. Like if you're not gonna get the rebound, you have to tap it out to somebody. And I'm, um, I think Ananobi can really shine. Like you were saying, he has something to prove maybe in this playoffs, mm-hmm. and I think he can shine because of the type of player he is. Yeah. Um. I think the grittiness will really help him in the yeah. playoffs. And I think just overall looking at the the roster, like I think every player on the roster has a role to play. Even more so this season than last season. As you said, last season you could just turn to Kawhi and he'll deal with it. Well this I, season I think every player on the roster that we've seen playing on a regular basis will have an impact at some time or another during the playoffs. And like Danny Green was, you know, an awesome defender and um, and could definitely shoot, but I'm, I think, given a little more minutes and a little more coaching, I think Matt Thomas can be better than Danny Green. He's obviously a better I shooter. About, I don't know the defense. I, I, side, but I the listen, shooter for sure. I'm looking at it as a whole player. Yeah. Because he's a better shooter yeah. than Danny Green was, and he's a worse defender. But he's but actually I, a good rebounder, which but, is surprising. But I, I do believe, yeah, because he's a positional player. Yeah. It, it's like the other day, he took one dribble against Milwaukee, and the guy went right past him, mm-hmm. and he dropped the ball off to, to Boucher for a dunk. Yeah. And I just was, like, impressed because 
it shows his positioning and understanding of the game. And if he continues to do that, I'm telling you, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a bigger asset yeah. to Toronto than yeah. Danny Green was. In yeah, the and and Matt Thomas, like although he is not great at defense, you can see he's working on it. Like if he could even have a, an improvement throughout his career, like how um, JJ Redick did. JJ right? Redick was terrible Listen, when he first came to the league, and he's a now passable I would, defender. I would say that that is a good comparison too. Yeah. But Matt Thomas is a better shooter. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He's one of the best, as um, the American broadcast said, Stan Van Gundy, he's one of the best shooters in the world, not just NBA. I mean, NBA obviously has elite shooters, but he's like a world, literally a world-class shooter. This guy's shooting over 50%, man. Which is what we signed him for. We in, knew. In, we knew this. Garbage time in Indiana in the fourth quarter, this guy got 17 points. 17 points. His career high in one quarter. Um, I think Matt Thomas is going to be a better defender by the playoff time, and I think he gets some significant minutes. Yeah, I think. I'm in, calling it now. In specific situations, especially, I think so. And the thing is that if he gets minutes, who loses minutes? But by, by your calculation, to your man, McCaw. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that's what it have to be. I think in in certain situations, you have to sacrifice the defense that McCaw may provide for offense, you know, offensive quick hits, which will also spread out the floor. Yeah. So I think that probably would be logical. Well, as long as, if, and again, if he can take a little step up on his defensive end, you're not a li- he's not a liability, then... Yeah, as long as he can hold his own, and especially if they're playing zone, he just covers his zone, and he, he seems like a smart enough player to be able to do that. I agree. will be all right. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to try a new segment when we get back after the break. You can find us anywhere that there is podcast, hashtag TCAO. Um, I'm not going to name them all. This is a, well, You can also find us at Illicit Sound. Spotify. <laughs> all right, he can name them. <laughs> Spotify, uh, anchor.fm slash TCAO, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune in, whatever you listen to on your podcast. You can find it. Hashtag, hashtag TCA. TCAO. All right, we'll be right back. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Some great moves, Jack. I got it as, going on. Busting a move here. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Where did this show go? Oh, boy. How about this? DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you can see how how far back that uh, intro was, uh, was made. And we had it just in our pocket for that long. Waiting to be used. And we finally pulled it out. So the segment is obviously is a shout out and a respect. Hello to, to Jack Armstrong, who is who's by far my favorite Raptors broadcaster. There's no comparison. Um, I love Jack as a person, as an entertainer, as a broadcaster. 
and as a basketball mind. Yes. I think he's, he's all he's a well-rounded guy. Uh, I think I told this story many years ago, but I, I worked the post game for a bunch of years at the what was the Air Canada Center. Um, and I didn't do it for a whole season because I was working from the, uh, the station broadcasting the games. And I came to watch the first game of the playoffs and I threw my media pass, even though I hadn't been there all year. And Jack came running down the hallway, Ryan, 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 hey, I want you to meet my wife. And I was like looking around, is he talking to me? Like, <laughs> I was shocked that Jack even knew what my name was. Never mind, like, and I don't know, it's been my experience in the, the many years that I've had to deal with him. Um, I worked directly with him and, and then also just, you know, listening to him. Um, he has a real understanding of basketball. And this segment is about, you know, something that Jack says that... Hello. That takes, that we can take to heart and maybe use. Now, we were going to use clips and stuff, and we're not so prepared today, but I wanted to talk about something that Jack spoke about at the, um, during the game. What was that? Well, Jack, Jack Armstrong is part of the officiating... Um, the officiating the board board of directors That's yeah right. in terms of like so, giving feedback of what, how the officiating can improve I think over the summertime yeah so they he sits down and has a say to the people that matter basically yeah so something he brought up now he's been more vocal this year since taking that spot mm-hmm. he's mentioned more things that he thinks is is wrong with the officiating and I wonder if he didn't decide to do this simply because the Raptors have had a you know a f- unfair shake mm-hmm. for a very long time mm-hmm. and now we you know part of this is what the ref we could also do a segment like that because the refs call such ridiculous stuff against Toronto that we don't understand it sometimes yeah but this specifically is about common sense mm-hmm. versus the play like the actual rule book yeah like the hard line um and something happened in the other I think it was a game against Milwaukee where there was a technical call and I was at, they were already at the line shooting a free throw and the technical was called and it ended up costing them um, a point. And not the Raptors, actually, I think it was Milwaukee. So ironically. Was that, was that the one where Milwaukee got the, the technical? I think it was uh, Lopez. That's right, and they called the double technical. And then they called Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. That's right, that's the play, yeah. Which I think, I mean, I don't know why Nick Nurse took the technical. But as you're saying, though, continue. But... At the end of the day, you they lose a point now because of the the technical, and they get the ball back. But the the, the situation had changed now, and and Jack mentioned that common sense says you should let the play finish, mm-hmm. and then call your technical and tee up whoever you want to tee up, and because mm-hmm. that doesn't change, you're still gonna get the ball back. Yeah, but you're not gonna affect the game through your bad officiating. Yeah. And it's happened to the Raptors a couple times where they've called a, a challenge to a, a foul, and the foul has happened after a foul. But yeah. they're looking at the second call, and yeah. they don't—they ignore the first call. Yeah. And common sense tells you if you're stopping to get the to do a replay, yeah. get the call right. Yeah. And Jack has made mention a couple times in the last last few weeks that common sense has to has to supersede. Yeah. The rule book. The black and white. Because at the end of the day, it's it gives teams unfair advantages 
mm-hmm. in crucial parts of the game yeah. when it's not needed. In this situation, Milwaukee didn't need the help. But I'm looking for like consistency in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, one step more than that, I personally, as a Raptor fan and as a basketball fan, I want to see some accountability for a change. For, yeah, for, for once. I mean, to be honest, I, I do like the challenge. I feel like the Raptors have taken advantage of that. They've Nick Nurse has the most challenges gotten, in the NBA. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's very much that, like it. And because of that, like the Raptors have actually had calls that were pretty crucial, like fairly crucial, not like game win versus game loss immediately crucial, but fairly crucial wins. Which could have swayed momentum, well, or would have would have otherwise uh, taken away momentum. Well, there was a, a situation where I don't know if it was James Harden that, that criticized the refs, or it was Westbrook or somebody from from Houston, mm-hmm. and it was a blown call at the end of the game, and it cost. Oh Houston yes, the game. I uh, it, yeah, it was the dunk. Sure, I can't. The, was it? Yeah, the goaltending. Goaltending. Right? Goaltending yeah. goal call. And. And at the end of the day, they are screaming, yelled, and got mad, and and then the NBA came out and said, yeah, it was a mistake, so we won't find them. Yeah. But what does that do for the game? Yeah, you know, I mean, games the Raptors again, even last season, not so much this season because again, the challenge has averted a lot of that. But like last season, I remember there's a few games where we definitely could have won, and the last two minute report says, oh yes, you know what? We missed these calls. Sorry, Raptors. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. We still won those rings, but like, it's a big deal. It can sometimes mean the difference between second place and third place or any anything. So, like what do you that, suggest? Right? How do we give more accountability? I, what was my? I had a suggestion. Oh, that the refs can face discipline. Like they can face like fines, fine or well, maybe not so much fine, but like suspend in a, in a way or like you know. Like this, maybe you should have like a weekly schedule, and if you, you know, three consecutive weeks, if you don't meet those performance criteria, you're off the schedule for the next week. Something like that. You know, there has to, as you said, there has to be some sort of accountability. I don't know what the answer is here, but it's not working the way it is, and we all remember the the Donaghy, you know, situation. No, betting. You know, I mean, the the NBA has a bad history of corrupt refs. Mm-hmm. More than almost any other sport. Well, I don't know if I can go that far because I don't have any statistical backup on that. But in my lifetime, I have not seen any yeah. other big scandals other than NBA scandals when it comes to refs. I don't know. I feel like. MLB or something. I don't know. Yeah, Again, teams, I don't have we all know about the Houston Astros right now, but like and even football too. But yeah, we're yeah. not gonna talk about that. But but uh, again, though, that's the teams. That's yeah. not the officiating. Well, I, I, I I don't. I, know. Either way, though, for sure, like this can improve. The officiating in the NBA can definitely improve. Um, again, I think the biggest thing is that if you're gonna make a certain type of call, at least make it for both teams so consistency like that, yeah. yeah strike zone consistency on both sides, and, yeah. in major league baseball it's the same thing i agree and it's always always there's a discrepancy um in in foul calls for toronto versus the other team it's yeah it's 90 of the time yeah it's pretty ridiculous 
at points. You know, some some nights you could understand why because maybe the other team plays a certain type of defense. But when you're watching games and you see what the Raptors are doing versus what the other teams are doing, and you know there's similar plays on both sides, but two different outcomes are are had. That's when you have to question it. I agree. What's I happening? Agree. I agree. So um, before we before we get to the next segment, or maybe we'll just cover it in the next segment. We'll talk. About, we'll talk about it when we come back. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we come back. Make sure you check out hashtag TCO, TCAO basically anywhere that there is a podcast. You know, listen to my man Method Man. He'll tell you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. And by the way, we are the best fans in the world. I don't care what anybody says. If anybody did not watch us in the playoffs. And and we and we need to build a culture for our fans. And that culture is winning, 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 winning. Yes, chat, chat, alley-oop. We are back. I am Mikey Charlie alongside the Litsit. What are you looking for, man? <laughs> my phone. I wanted to I see. You, I was looking I for my looking, fantasy stuff. I, I can't find my I phone. I thought you were looking for your mind, man. <laughs> it looks like you lost it. But anyways, before talking about fantasy, we have some more Raptors stuff to talk about. First and foremost, Kyle Lowry got his jersey retired from his alma mater, Villanova and uh, I think that's a pretty big deal uh, Kyle Lowry definitely deserves it after the career he had there plus obviously not being a champion and yeah. being the man you know yeah. Hall of Famer yep um, he's not Hall of Famer yet but he's gonna be he better be um, and first probably the first Raptor retired number two I'm thinking yeah it's only right it's only fitting I think um, so shout outs to him and uh, this guy's still I'm still looking for my phone. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, we were also talking about the Raptors ball. They have their annual ball. Oh, that's right. The Raptor ball. Yeah. And um, as usual, they have usually they have the rookies do something. Something ridiculous. Very special. It's always like this. The rookies get, you know, in every team, in every franchise, in every sport. They always get ragged on. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors are no different. Yeah, in this case, during the Raptors ball, they had the rookies perform a song, basically karaoke style. And in this case, it was a it was a song that I like and you like. <laughs> yeah, I really like sure this song. A lot of the fan base enjoys the song, at least if you're old enough to know it. And it was new edition, Can You Stand the Rain? So, and they played the new edition version. It wasn't the boys to men millennial version. No. It, it was, was the, the, new the new edition, original, and you know Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, the Mike, better, the better version. No Johnny Gill, Ralph no, Trezor. Yeah, no disrespect to Boyz II Men because no. they're a great group, but on this song, definitely was a new edition. So okay, so what happened? So the rookies had to carry the song. The rookies being Terrence Davis II, Matt Thomas, and Dewan uh, Hernandez. So. They started singing, and I believe it was Rondé Hollis Jefferson who was encouraging them quite avidly. And um, as the video progresses, it's on the Raptors' social media somewhere. 
as the video progresses, you can see that Terrence Davis knows the song, but he doesn't know the song. He knows of the song. He kind of knows some of the lyrics. You can see Matt Thomas doesn't know any of the lyrics. He doesn't know the song. He's not familiar. They were reading off of a script, like a piece of paper. So at least he had the lyrics in front of him, but he didn't know how the melody went. But you know what? Shout out to Dewan Hernandez. I get. I I found another level of respect for him because he knew the song. He has some musical knowledge, and I thoroughly respect that. Being a guy with a musical background. So. I, I saw a bit of the clip, I didn't do the whole thing, but it looked like Matt Thomas was lost. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he looked like he didn't know where he was. Yeah. But I, it was fun to watch, and I, I there's somebody in the in the clip, I think it's Rondé Hollis Jefferson telling Terrence Davis to take his shirt off. Yeah. I'm not sure I need to see all that, but it was highly entertaining. Yeah. And it should be noted that none of them sang on key whatsoever, so like from a... Uh, from a musical ear perspective, no points were gained. But at least, as I said, Dewan Hernandez, he knew the song and he knew the lyrics. So I'll, I'll give him shout outs for that. But I feel that the song, even though Matt Thomas doesn't know the song or he didn't know the song, it's actually quite fitting for him. And I think it could be his anthem. If you think about it, can you stand the rain? Because he shoots threes. Yeah, that's I like love it. that's like if he was a boxer, that would definitely be his entrance music. You know? <laughs> can you stand the rain? Can you stand exactly. the rain? I can hear it every time he hits a shot. They play that. <laughs> that would make sense, and especially now that he had to go through that performance, I think that would make even more sense. I think that that's a good idea, and we're gonna have to cut that. And yeah. when we talk a lot more about Matt Thomas in the coming months, we might have yeah. to drop it as a yeah. as a, a little you know a little sound, a little effect. sound effect. Just shout out to Matt Thomas. Can you stand the rain? I love it. I love it. <laughs> so um, I out of this whole thing, I think the best thing for me is the song that they picked because I really love that song, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and it was pretty funny to watch three young dudes. Sing a song that they probably never heard. Like you said, Hernandez looked like he kind of knew it, mm-hmm. but but Davis and Matt Thomas, specifically Matt Thomas, looked just lost. And yeah. it was entertaining. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Also on the social medias, I did come by a clip where uh, the Raptors were, were interviewing. I believe it was, if my memory serves me correctly, it was Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam. And uh, who was it? Who was the third person? It was Powell, Siakam, and Jefferson. Rondé Hollis Rondé Jefferson. Jefferson. They're asking them about past Raptors if they recognize them. So they show them a picture of the past Raptor, and they'd have to guess their name or know if they know the name. Um, the first one, one of them was Jerome Williams, Junkyard Dog. And of the three guys, the person who could not guess was actually Rondé Hollis Jefferson who they tried to refer him as JYD 3.0, but he shut the he shut that one down. But he didn't realize he didn't recognize the but original. It was JYD. Well, ah, they're young guys, man. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. They put Terrence up, Davis was born yet. Yeah. <laughs> they put up a picture of Lonnie Baxter. <laughs> Lonnie which, Baxter. By no surprise, none of them got it. I don't think I would have got it. Yeah, I would have got it because I, I actually 
had a brief encounter with Lonnie Baxter <laughs> at the club. Nothing bad, not like, so, like don't don't go into it. I don't want anymore. We're gonna save that for a Raptors tale. Yeah, yeah. Point yeah. is, you know, you know who he is, and yeah. you knew, and you recognize. Yeah, I would have been able to pick him. Yeah. Up. And um, there was another one. Who was, who was the other one? Um, damn, I can't remember who the other one was. I think they had Damon Sotomayor who got that one. Everyone got that one. And then there was another one, and I can't remember what it was. But Norman Powell actually picked it out. The, the other guys didn't pick it out, but Norman Powell did recognize. So I think Norman Powell seems to be the most educated of those three. He's also been around the longest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Um, he was drafted, right? Yeah. So. Um, so we'll talk fantasy really fast. I, I was expecting to show you that I was winning this week, but now I'm not. And But I'm ahead of the guy I'm playing, so we'll see what happens. And, you know, what always happens, if I'm healthy for the week, I seem to win. I won a, glass, a couple weeks now because I've been healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, four guys injured is better than seven guys injured. So That is definitely a truth. So I actually just look right now and I only have two guys injured right now. So I, I should compete when I'm healthy. Yeah. So whatever. I've written this season off. It is what it yeah. is. How about you? For me, well, right now I'm tight 6-6. Six 6-6. and six. Six, six. Uh, It's a, been a back and forth battle all week with uh, my opponent. And right now I'm sitting at four in the standings. My opponent is number two. So I'm hoping to gain a little bit of ground on that number two seed and then obviously the number three seed. But honestly, I, I'm on a hot streak right now. I'm rooting for I, you, I man. Was, I, I was in eighth place for a lot of the the season. Yeah. And the last few weeks, I'd say the last four or five weeks, I've been getting momentum. So, you know, I got into playoff position in the sixth and went to fifth and now I'm currently at fourth. Room for you. I have leeway on the, uh, the the two teams are tied for fifth, so I have leeway of, of eight games there. And in terms of playoffs, like the seventh seed team, I'm up uh, 16, so it's uh, more than a week. All right. Yeah, you should so be I think all right. I think I'm almost in clinching position. Good for you, man. Territory. It's good. So yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully, I get. I want to win eight six this week. We'll see what happens. Eight to four. I guess four. Be. Yeah. yeah. Four. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. That's another one in the books. Yes, the Raptors. We lost to the Bucks, but remember, it's a chess game, man. Nah, man. Lots sometimes, of times. sometimes you sacrifice pieces to win the game. And honestly, Nick Nurse is the best counter puncher in the NBA. Don't worry. I'm not worried, man. No. Don't worry. Be happy, man. And in this day and age of the Raptors, you gotta be happy. At least be thankful. Yes. And I'm thankful we get to do this every week. So thank you. Thanks yes. for listening. You can find us anywhere that there is a podcast, hashtag TCAO, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Illicit Sound, and this year we're on Say Radio, the voice of Seneca College, Yes, and I think that's about it, so we'll see you next week. All right, you know how I know how we do it, for fans. For better. Forever. All right. Peace. Peace. This is Trap Chat Alley presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at T R A P D 95. Yeah.